morning and welcome to worship here at Central Baptist Church. We hope this is a time of rest and contemplation, of renewal and life as we continue on this journey of faith together. As we get started this morning, I invite you to pass the friendship pads at the ends of the pews. If you are new to this place or if you want some more information about who we are or about ways you can be involved, please put down an email or a phone number and a minister will contact you. As you walked in this morning, hopefully you received a deacon nomination form. Uh, please look over that, read that, and prayerfully consider those in this congregation you believe will make effective leaders for Central Baptist Church. During the offertory, you can place that in the offering plate or as you leave, you can put it on the office desk and we will uh, contact those people and notify those people of their nominations. Sorry, we were just coming. <laughs> they're, they're choosing who to put on there. Uh, Mark is on sabbatical, and while he's on sabbatical, we have this unique opportunity to hear from a variety of voices in this congregation as well as the larger community of Lexington. Today, I introduce you to Dr. Sharice Gillette. Dr. Gillette was named president of Lexington Theological Seminary in September of 2011. She holds both undergrad and graduate degrees from the University of Northern Iowa. Over the past several years, Dr. Gillette brings her education and her talent to serving several national and local boards, including the African American Clergy Leadership Development Committee and the Foster Parent Association of Fayette County. She also serves as a minister of East 2nd Street Christian Church, a Disciples of Christ congregation in Lexington. Dr. Gillette, we are so honored by your presence today, and we anticipate the words that you will bring before us this morning. Let us worship God together.
Good morning. While Pastor Mark is on sabbatical, the deacons are going to be taking an even more active role in the service. I think most of you know that I am chair of the deacons this year, and our main job is to be aware of the needs and to help take care of the needs of the life of our church. As Charles mentioned earlier, we're hoping that some of you will be open to the idea of being a deacon. In our last meeting, we kind of had a joke that we were going to make an acrostic of deacon, and each time um, fill in one of the words. And so actually today I'm going to use the O in deacon for being open, and you'll see that this morning. I think um, a lot of people think that maybe they're not good enough or don't have the right stuff to be a deacon, but you all know all of us, and you know that we struggle the same as you do. So um, in the next couple of months, please open yourself to hear the voice of God about this important job in our church, as well as any other job that you feel that God is talking to you about. And in that spirit, if you will please stand as you are able and join me into the call, call to worship. Your love is ringing all around us. Give us ears to hear your song of love. In busy streets and country lanes, give us ears to hear your song of love. In office buildings and freshly plowed fields, give us ears to hear your song of love. In schools and in prisons, give us ears to hear your song of love. In mansions and in dirt-floored huts, give us ears to hear your song of love. Your love is ringing all around us. Give us ears to hear your song of love.
Let us pray. Dear God, currently there are many voices clamoring for our attention, and we need your voice to rise above the noise and confusion. Cut through the haunting voice of our shame. Speak with more authority than our fears. Speak more convincingly, convincingly than our intellect and the limits of our reason. Speak louder than all those offering advice and opinions. Help us to know that your voice and help us to not be deceived by any other voice. Help us to guard our hearts from other influences so that we may hear your song of love. Amen. Now if you would pass the peace of Christ with one another. I was going to try to catch you before you sat down, so I'm going to ask you to stand up again if you don't mind. I just had a conversation with the choir, and we did agree that this is a Baptist church, so you can dissent should you so choose. Um, the children are here today to help us learn a song together. Uh, we will walk. This is a song to celebrate uh, in Eastertide, walking in the light together. So they're going to sing it through once for you, help you to learn it, and then we're going to sing it all together, okay? sing this right and then you can sing it right how about that we will walk in the light we will walk in the light of God we will walk in the light we will walk in the light of God though this road is long we will carry Good job. And now you know it already, don't you? So you have no excuse not to sing with the joy and the fervor of our children. So let's sing together. We will walk. We will walk in the light. We will walk in the light of God. We will walk in the light. We will walk in the light of God. path unfold. 
Now the Christian witness from Revelations 21, 1 through 6. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and the sea was no more. And I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of the heavens from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, See, the home of God is among mortals. He will dwell with them. They will be his peoples. And God himself will be with them. He will wipe every tear from their eyes. Death will be no more. Mourning and crying and pain will be no more. For the first things have passed away. And the one who was seated on the throne said, See, I am making things new. Also he said, Write this, for these words are trustworthy and true. Then he said to me, It is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. To the thirsty I will give water as a gift from the spring of the water of life. For the word of God that works its way into us, Thanks be to God. again please the amazing things that love can do oh God we feel so far from you sometimes we feel so distant we feel so lost and alone and yet when we give love receive love stand in the presence of love 
we stand in your presence. When we honor Christ, when we honor the sacrifice, when we recognize all that you've done for us, we stand in your presence. How lucky are we to be a part of the kingdom? How lucky are we to offer the opportunity for other people to find their way through love to that kingdom? In Christ I pray. Amen. Please be seated. And now the gospel lesson from John 13, verses 31 through 35. When he had gone out, Jesus said, Now the Son of Man has been glorified, and God has been glorified in him. If God has been glorified in him, God will also glorify him in himself, and will glorify him at once. Little children, I am with you only a little longer. You will look for me. And as I said to the Jews, so now I say to you, where I am going, you cannot come. I give you a new commandment, that you love one another, just as I have loved you. You should also love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. The gospel of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Thanks be to God.
Amen. Thank you for that beautiful music. Um, I, I always have a little joke here that says that um, I am an unfulfilled musician. <laughs> and so sometimes you will see me, uh, if I'm up here on the dais, I'm kind of dancing and singing and going, but uh, next time. <laughs> I'm afraid I really can't touch it. <laughs> thank you so much for that beautiful music. And thank you all, Central Baptist, for the invitation to be here with you today. Um, to your Pastor Charles, thank you for your persistence. It took us a while to find a date, and then he uh, had to keep saying, well, what about this, and what about this, and what about that? So at the same time, I appreciate your persistence. I do apologize as well. You know, On the road, life can be a little difficult. But uh, thank you again for being here. To your pastor, who, uh, Dr. Johnson, I want to say thank you to him in his absence. Um, he has been a friend. Uh, he's a graduate of Lexington Theological Seminary. Uh, he's been in, he and I have had conversations in a book club about some fairly significant issues around race, class, and gender. He's a friend of my husband. Uh, I think he was in my house one day watching a football game. I thought, wait a minute, you're in the wrong place. He's like, yeah, I know. <laughs> um, so thank you to him for his hospitality as well. Uh, to my son, Trey, and my daughter, Leah, and my husband, Donald, thank you for being here with me today. Join me in prayer. Dear Creator God, I give all honor and glory and praise to you, for it was you who created the heavens and the earth. It was you who gave us life, all living creatures, and it is you who sustains us. We give thanks for being here today to offer these words that come from you. We offer thanksgiving for the words that are in me that are coming forward, and we offer thanksgiving for the fertile ground that they will find. We ask that the Spirit will flow freely so that those who are here might hear and those who need to learn might learn and for those who need to see might see. We offer this prayer in your son Jesus' name. Amen. It's not too late. And I'm sure you can fill in that last word, right? It's not too late to love. Sometimes, my friends, I think we become confused about what it means to be loved. When I was a young student at the University of Northern Iowa, I spent a summer as a counselor in a battered women's shelter. And there, I really saw how people were confused about what love meant and what love was and how love behaves. And it stayed with me all of these years. And as I've moved into my work in ministry, uh, in the church, in higher education, it manifests itself over and over and over again. What is love? How does love happen? Is there a difference between love and friendship? How do people in love behave? Love is confusing, my friends. And it's never more so confusing when we stack that love up against the images that we see in popular fiction, historic fiction, in music, literature. It's filled with epic love stories. Shakespeare's Romeo and Juliet, Maria and Tony from West Side Story, Darius and Nina from Love Jones, Monica and Quincy from Love and Basketball. 
and for Barbara Streisand fans the way we were. And let's not forget from my childhood where I would sit on the bed and just weep. Love story with Ryan O'Neill and Allie McGraw. Remember, love means never having to say you're sorry. All of these stories of epic, blinding love, hard-fought love, and tough loss, and pain, and intrigue, and jealousy, and misunderstandings, and trains passing in the night, you get it, tragic, bitter, bittersweet endings, heroic, passionate beginnings. Any Harlequin romance readers in here? Eh, don't tell me. <laughs> don't tell me. And let's not forget, uh, let me just say here, teenage love, ugh. I try to remind my young, my four teenagers, the 16, 15, 14, and 13. Uh, see, see? <laughs> Somebody's feeling my pain here. <laughs> I always say, look, I wish, I, any English teachers here, forgive me, but I always say, please get rid of that book. Romeo and Juliet, don't you know they died in the end? <laughs> we get confused about what love is. And sometimes we forget that love, real, deep, passionate, spirit-filled love is a kind of love that endures during the best and the worst of times. And it comforts in the best and the worst of times. It's the kind of love that enfolds us and bears fruit. What fruit can be born of love born and lived in pain and abuse. See the difference? See the difference? The kind of love we're talking about is patient, selfless, kind, hopeful, joyful, gentle, and hard, but it's faithful. Put another way, in the beginning was the word. That word was made flesh in the form of Jesus Christ. That flesh lived and experienced death on the cross and came again with all power to give you and me everlasting life. That sound familiar? Because God so loved the world, he gave us his son so that you and I would have everlasting life. And God so loved the world, and Jesus fulfilled that love. If that's the kind of power and the gift that we have in love, what does that look like against Darius and Nina in love and basketball? Or love never means having to say you're sorry. This love that we're talking about requires a little work. It requires a little sacrifice. It requires us to give of ourselves in ways that we don't want to. I know there's a parent in the room that's saying amen. amen. <laughs> it's not too late for us to flip this little thing about love on top of its head. The scripture says, I am going someplace you cannot go. 
but I need you to do this. See this? Jesus knew his own story. See, this is the power of this moment. Jesus knew his own story. Said, you know, standing there talking it over with the disciples and those folks who were there. They're having a conversation. And the moment turns serious. He says, look, I'm going someplace that you cannot go. I'm, in his head, he's probably saying, I'm going to do something that you cannot do. I'm going to fulfill my destiny. I don't need you to do that. You follow me? Jesus already made the sacrifice. I don't need you to do that particular kind of sacrifice. I need you to do something else. We have been commanded to love and to love in ways that permeate our very existence. Does that make sense to you? And so we've got to figure out, it's not too late to figure this out, how to live that commandment of love. We've been commanded to care about and for one another. And if you look at the word another, the word other is tucked into that word. We've been commanded to love one another, not as if he or she are the other, but to love one another as Jesus has loved us. And part of what happens to us as human beings, we're flesh, right? We're flesh. Part of what happens to us as human beings, the distortion about what love is and what love does and how love behaves and how love manifests itself in our lives and in our communities and in our faith journey, that distortion because it's such a powerful distortion. It's everywhere, is it not? It's everywhere, this distortion about love. Because that distortion permeates the culture and the world in which, we, in which we live, we forget that the power of love is loving as Jesus has commanded us and loving as if we're loving ourselves. And so if I'm loving myself, what will I do for myself? It's not too late to ask yourself that question. We are commanded to do the word of God. Anybody know what that means? And so there's some nice things that we do. We do the word of God and we say, I am the word and I'm going to do my word of God. And we do something. And we should do acts of kindness and acts of charity. But to do the word of God means to treat the person you deem as the other as yourself. I don't know who you might consider the other. In my life right now, teenagers are the other. <laughs> That's my biggest other. And so I struggle every day to treat those teenagers not as the other, but as myself. How do I love on this teenager despite all, well, how much time do we have? <laughs> how do I love on this teenager despite all, fill in that blank, that has gone on? 
I gotta love that teenager as myself. How do I love that person whom society has told me to hate, to degenerate, to put in a box? How do I love that person as myself? That's a hard thing to do, but here it is right here in the scripture. We are commanded to love. We are commanded to care for and about one another. We are commanded to erase the record of wrongs. And we are commanded to stop the blame and shame game that distorts how we love one another as Christ has loved us. Being and doing the word of God, I'm thankful for this uh, clock up here. I can see myself getting wound up. <laughs> And I, and I know the guest preacher should not come and preach 45 minutes. I know that to be the case. <laughs> and I got an amen, but let me, let me, so let me get in here and try and get this, get it done here. Being and doing the word of God are much harder than that rush of romantic love we see around us. To fully live the commandment, we must love sacrificially. We must see the person that we deem as unworthy. Who's unworthy in your life? Who's unworthy in your life? Who have you been hurt by? What relationships have you not mended because your vision and understanding of love has been distorted? We must look back and make space at our table for the people who are other in our lives. We must look back and make space at our table for the Christians in our lives that aren't Christian enough for us. You with me? We gotta make room in our hearts and our minds and our spirits to get this right. There's some Christians that we know that aren't Christian enough for us. It's easy to miss the enormity of what we're being commanded to do. It's very easy to miss the enormity of what we've been commanded to do because we're being commanded as a corporate body to do and we're being commanded as individuals to do. It's easier, I think, sometimes to do the corporate work, is it not? It's harder to do the individual work. But let's be clear, we've got brokenness in our organizations. We have brokenness in our churches. We have brokenness in our communities. We have brokenness in our lives. And the commandment to love as one another applies across the board. Jesus knew his own story. And so when he said, I give you a new commandment that you will love one another just as I have loved you, you should also love one another. Because if you do, by this, everyone will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. Not by all the other stuff. I love getting flowers. <laughs> but we'll know that you love me if you love me as yourself. We'll know that you love each other and one another if you want for my child what you want for your child. 
you will know that I love you if I treat you in all aspects of my life as I treat my beloved sister who lives in Chicago that I miss desperately. Do you understand? The love is what we do. If I'm going to do it for me, then I should do it for you. And think about if that's our value going forward in all that we do. The popular, I'm, I'm almost done here. <laughs> the popular understanding of love is difficult to forget and it's difficult to run away from. And it's that popular understanding of love that we as a church must stand against. Jesus knew Jesus' own story. And so I would think that in 2019, Jesus would say, how many different denominations of Christians do we have? Huh? And why do we have so many different denominations of Christians? And how many churches are there? Huh? This is the love. I, I, I made this sacrifice for this. So I came here today to say to you, Central Baptists, all of us, we've got to do a better job. And it's not too late for us to do that. And so in your thinking, if you're going to answer this question, it's not too late to love. I must do. I must do. It's not too late to love as Jesus loved. We must do. You see that? You got an I and a we. I wonder what he would make of it. Because Jesus' love is not a romantic love. It's not a self-love. I want to make sure we're not, we understand we're not talking about that. I'm not talking about narcissism. It's a kind of love that made our God send his son down here to the cross for you and me. My friends at Central Baptist, it's not too late for you to look back into your lives, into your work, into your ministry, into your families, into your communities and say, I will make space for. It's not too late to look forward and say, I will open the door to. It's not too late for us to offer one another forgiveness. Anybody know how hard that kind of forgiveness is? It's not too late for us to offer forgiveness to one another and to those whom we've deemed as unworthy of our Jesus. It's not too late, Central Baptist, for you and me and all of these hundreds of thousands of variations of Christians to come back to the table and live out in the fullness and the busyness of our lives and live out and reach for a deeper, deeper understanding of how to live the commandment. Love as I have loved you. It's not too late. Would you agree? And the people of God said, Amen. and the people of God said, Amen. and I said, pray for me and those teenagers. <laughs>
so much for those words. Those who have ears, let them hear. Those who have eyes, let them see that it's not about us waiting for love, space, and forgiveness, but it's about us being willing to offer love, space, and forgiveness to those who need it, not waiting to be loved, but to start by loving. So in a moment, we're going to sing our hymn of invitation, and Charles is going to be down front. And the reason he's down front is if there's anybody here who would like to be a part of a congregation that leads with love, works at it, tries to do better, continues to work at it, will always continue to work at leading with love, then he would be happy to greet you and welcome you. And if there's any other decision that you would like to make, thank you again, Dr. Gillette. That was wonderful and challenging. I appreciate it so much. So if you would, please grab your hymnal. Turn to number 300 and stand as we sing our hymn of invitation.
please remain standing for one moment. I have a few announcements. We have a baby boomers group this week going to God's Pantry. You can stop by our sign-up table and sign up for that group. You'll get an email from Pat Ingram um, if you put your email down on, on that. May 29th, we are having our end of school celebration. I know school is not officially out for Fayette County, but we're having our celebration. Uh, we have Rosie's Ponies and Petting Zoo coming here. We are gonna do a cookout, hamburgers, hot dogs. So come out that evening and enjoy the animals and enjoy the fellowship with each other. Uh, and finally, a special thank you again to Dr. Gillette for her words, her wisdom and her encouragement and her challenges for us to continue to love as God does. Now receive the words of benediction. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, may the hope of the Lord Jesus Christ, may the love of the Lord Jesus Christ be with you this day and forevermore. And the people of God said, Amen. Amen. Go.